Hello, everybody, and welcome to Align with Lina. And this episode, I have an incredible guest. His name is John Stringer. And he is someone that, although I have met him recently, I feel like we are brother and sister from another mother and another mister. And we have been traveling lifetimes together, which is why I feel such incredible resonance with him. And what Align with Lina is all about is bringing to you ordinary people who have gone through an extraordinary awakening and we are aligning with this truth that we're discovering as we are awakening. And if I can do it, so can you. And if John can do it, so can you. So yep. thank you for joining us with this conversation. And let me bring onto the screen my friend, my brother, John. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. So excited. I feel the energy. As soon as you started, I felt another <laughs> level of energy come in. <laughs> so good. So thank you. It is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, I have um, met you. Um, through friends who were introducing me to you because you are a singer, a songwriter, and you, you sing these amazing songs that you've written, these lyrics that are so moving, spiritual, to that speak about the truth of this journey that we're on. And when I hear them, oh my gosh, they touch my soul. Mm, thank um, you so much. So let, let's start with... What, when did you begin to have your spiritual awakening that you began to, to realize that there was something to align with? <laughs> so it probably started genuinely with growing up in religion. I often look back at religion and, and uh, I grew up in Christianity and looking at it saying it established a faith first, a, found, a foundation in something unseen some greater power. So I value and look, and I'm grateful for that now, even though at one point I wasn't, <laughs> but going through that, um, that journey actually gave me also a inspiration looking at uh, what was taught about Jesus Christ and what he could do and all this other stuff to, gave me this example of, wow, there's so much more than the limited journey I'm on <laughs> or that how I'm showing up, right? So that that was those are some valuable things that took away things I end up letting go of were the judgment of myself and the um, you know just the different cycles of uh, ooh I should say I'm continuing to let go of <laughs> <laughs> I I know me too <laughs> yeah, this level of perfection that didn't match where how I'm showing up and judging myself from not being that and feeling like I'm somehow wrong for not being like, I'm still learning to release that and let that yeah. go like today even. <laughs> so, so it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. You mentioned Christianity. I grew up Christian. I grew up specifically Catholic and I had an affinity for Jesus. And as I'm hearing you talk about um, Jesus as well, I too had to let go of a lot of the, the dogma of religion, specifically exactly. that made me afraid of God. And But I, yes, I kept a connection yes. with Jesus. That that to me felt comfortable. Yes, so tell right. me, about roughly how old were you when you began to shift and out of the traditional Christianity that established your faith into a different realm? So in college, I'll get the age probably inaccurate so i'll just say in college about my sophomore year i actually uh had a conversation with the guy I had all these different experiences actually in college i had this expansive experience mm. outside of my body and entering this white this light of love just <laughs> and being that and at the same time looking at the body and shame and guilt the body was just feeling shame and guilt and walking back and forth 
And after that, I realized, okay, I want to get serious about my religion. and <laughs> I'm going to do this and do that. A buddy asked me a series of questions. How do you know it's true? How do you know that's what you need to do, et cetera, et cetera. Bam. First time in my life, I realized I really didn't know. And I had a mental breakdown. Ended up in the hospital for seven weeks. Um, uh, anxiety just fell apart and was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was, wow. But it was. It was also expansive because I was in this realm of just so much stuff I was aware of all of a sudden. And I, mm -hmm. you know, not not uh, having also these ideas of fear, I just felt that. But I heard this knowing guide me and it guided me through. And um, once I had made a full recovery and was told I just had a mental breakdown, that's when I decided, let me get on a path. So that took me through several years of regimented, dedicated Bible study and prayer and <laughs> all that stuff I always admired and looked at as, well, you know, that's the, how it's supposed to be. And I did that for a long time. And uh, then I did the rejection for 10 years because I didn't feel like it worked. I didn't feel like I changed. I couldn't be that illusion of perfection that I had in my mind. Oh, okay. So once you, when you had your, after your breakdown, you then went, you dove mo, more into more, more organized vigorously. type religion. Yes. But was very, it more organized or more the? It was very mystical? regimented and organized. It was okay. very, um, uh, we had discipleship groups, we had college ministries, we lived okay. together in a household, we would do uh, uh, discipleship studies together, Bible studies every morning and go out and make disciples and teach and all this stuff. It was, oh, it wow. was yeah, it was like the best military version of Christianity <laughs> I can find. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I'm sure you gained so much wisdom from that. And, and oh, not only what, that. what you, what grounded you in some things, but also probably what not to do because, exactly. um, that that's one of the beautiful things about, beginning to expand. I know when I began my journey, and for me, it was 41. I wish it would have started at 19, but it, it has for my children much, much younger. But I too had an encounter with this divine wisdom that helped me see. And it, it was a moment, um, an experience of knowing, it's almost as if all the answers to the universe were given to me. And it just blew my mind, but my human mind couldn't grasp it. It's been 12 years since that experience, and I'm still, it's still unfolding. It's yeah. still glimpses, layers of it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that kind of like what oh, you yeah. had where? Okay. Oh, totally. Um, the, that would be uh, very akin to it. And the, the holding on, though, was the other thing I was very aware of, like yeah. the resistance to really surrendering completely, the attachment or what have you, um, in that first expanding encounter. Actually, that's not even true. I can go and point back to several other encounters, but I won't, um, for the sake of time, uh, keep it to a limit. But there, I remember another time I prayed in the sky at Hilton Head Island, just praying during that three-year um, regimented study. And I'm out praying looking at the sky by myself, it was beautiful. And all of a sudden I feel this from my, my crown, first time I ever mm. felt this, begin to expand and I begin to sense the entire sky and I freak and pull back. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? <laughs> it's like, God, show me you're real. No. <laughs> 
But, so, you know, we all do that. It's exactly. so crazy. We all do that. And so let's talk about that. That's kind of a cool thing to have a conversation about. Why did you pull back? I think what happened? I think the fear of being uncertain and just completely surrendering and letting go to what I was familiar with, the familiarity of the the limited identification of self and body and personality all of a sudden when you begin to expand into this mysterious wholeness is like uh-oh wait a minute that's <laughs> <laughs> am i ready for this no i didn't feel like i was ready <laughs> so now fortunately later i was able to uh, surrender and um experience this oneness of again and many times just that beautiful feeling of um, that to me transcends meaning. Like we try yeah. to explain and find meaning and limit yeah. things to meaning. And that's yeah. a level of our own creation. That's very relative. And, you know, it's even temporal in itself, <laughs> you know, but then <laughs> when you're experiencing this thing, it's like, okay, I can't really define this and limit it to just the meaning, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> I so can relate. I, for me, when I began to have those moments, I, I went through through two two aspects, which later on it made, began to make sense. But I went into this total spiritual arrogance. I'm a God and God showed me everything. I'm special. Right, right. And then I would feel <laughs> this total spiritual victimhood, this, this uh, unworthiness is like, who am I to have received all that? So I thought I was going crazy for a while between this arrogance and this ignorance of my yes, truth. Yes. And it, it took me, it's taking me <laughs> yeah. still uh, quite a few years to come off of my spiritual pedestal thinking that I was special because yeah. God had connected with me. Right. And then moving down from that spiritual arrogance to also give up the spiritual ignorance because I needed to accept what I was receiving. I just had to humble myself, yeah. but it was, it's been, it's still in a, a journey of unfolding of That's how it. do I get to have this relationship with the almighty source of all that is say a little bit about how you aligned with that after those encounters so after those different encounters i started to use different practices meditation and just really seeking out in, in some some study but, but they kept leading me back to practices of meditation first and i, I began to feel the benefits of that practice and i try to do things with sound frequency binaural stuff and mm. um really the the um expansion i began to feel helped me let go of a lot of the things that were i was choosing the suffering or you know creating the suffering uh just kept releasing those oh it felt i, I began to see and feel that shift and it was a more it was at a pace i enjoyed does yeah. that make sense it's kind of like we we enjoy creating the hero story at different paces yes. Yes. <laughs> you know the hero's journey so that's what I totally. So I've been enjoying finding those practices at at the paces I enjoy, um, and and that's really um, been the difference for me, at least, um, f and and finding ways to stay in this uh, exp uh, this aligned state of 
you know, where the knowing and the access to the higher levels in the the ability to observe what I'm choosing, either um, and, and assess, and do I enjoy this anymore? And then be able to release, you know, listen to release. Oh man, it's so yeah, it's just been the practices. It is. It is an incredible practice. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that, that, you know, you move at your pace because yeah. you've been a teacher of this and coaching people for a long time. Um, and so have I. <clears throat> and excuse me, one of the things that I've noticed is that everybody has to move at their pace. Yeah. And there's no way to get somebody to move any faster than they possibly can. Right. And but the beautiful thing is that we we are all we're all being guided. That's that's one of the things that if I can say with certainty is that I've come to really realize everybody has been guided and assisted exactly where they are. Thank For me, yeah. there was absolutely no question in my mind that I was going to be full throttle on this path. There was something kicked up and the guidance that I began to receive, I began to listen to Jesus, began to give me workshops to teach and telling me that I was yep. supposed to become a spiritual teacher and a coach. And I'm going, wait up. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know anything about those things. Yeah. How can I be teaching this stuff? And I, I, it was part of my, my conditioning. It was I had to accept that I could do this and it, it just began to kind of come pretty fast and it rocked my world. That's did your exactly world it. yeah yeah Same did your thing. world get rocked? It got rocked when I first uh I <laughs> uh, just recently gave a talk on everything you just said from the spiritual arrogance to the spiritual unworthiness. You know, <laughs> we create these illusions of personality and kind of protect them or whatever, right? Yeah. But then that alignment, um, the first thing that happened for me was my mouth moves while I was meditating in front of a mirror, um, or not the first thing, but one thing, and that's when I spoke, I like you. And uh, recently, and through my meditation, I finally integrated with my higher knowing, trying to get through to me that long ago that liked me just the way I was, right? Just that beautiful love of, hey, don't even worry. You, nothing to change. I like you just the way you are, right? <laughs> it was like it was weird to me back then, you know? <laughs> but, um, but the yeah. beautiful, um, the thing that began to really uh, shift is my listening to that inner knowing and beginning to write it out, listen to it, hear the teachings from my own knowing. Because it's great to listen to other teachers and, and receive things that resonate, et cetera. And then when you realize it for yourself, it's, it, uh, you, you begin to know it yeah. by, by aligning. And be, so that knowing set, it creates freedom. Like, yeah. okay, now I'm no long, I no longer have to be confused about this, that, and the other <laughs> because I'm aligning and the knowing is telling me. This would feel best. This would yeah. feel best for all concerned. All right. So that <laughs> that that has drastically um, helped me choose more empowering and better feeling relationships. Uh, the direction it sent me into, like you was told, a life teacher, a healer, singer, and all these things. I knew I was already singing, but it's like, okay, really, a life teacher and healer. These are all new things, and now. Uh, just begin to listen and everything would be provided. Yeah, I do. I do know. Um, I have chosen resistance along the way. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> yes. And 
and and due to that it has created a perfect unfolding like it's it's not even been like like without that who knows what have been created but due to the fact that i chose these things it created a perfect unfolding you know absolutely absolutely go ahead well i said i I want to jump back to something you said because this is it's one of those paradoxes about this incredible aligning with with source spirit whatever we want to call it and and it gave me a specific name and it's not a name as much as it's an acronym and it's the letters g-s-e-l and i was told to call it Gsel, which stands for god is the source of the energy of love, love. because the word god in and of itself had too much fear for me growing up catholic so I love that this benevolent source gave me something that was comfortable that incorporated God, but it also incorporated that it's the source of all that is. It is energy and it is love to really crystallize for me what we're talking about. But you said something that I loved is that when you opened your mouth, you heard, I like you. And that's one of those paradoxes of this journey I find is that for so many people, we, we know we're searching for love, but, and we are looking for it outside of ourselves. That's how we've been conditioned. And we still have fear of God. But when we begin to hear that guidance and it tells us, in your case, it said it liked you. For me, it told me I was magnificent. Mm. And I never, that I could remember, except for for a, for a little while, a short period of time with, with my two birth children, felt that level of unconditional love Mm. and for all of my resisting getting to know god because i was frankly afraid of this punishing god i never ever felt such pure intense love yeah speak to when you heard that it liked you what happened to you when you're receiving that level of affirmation that who you are is okay it, uh, for me, I resisted it because I felt like I didn't, I didn't resonate nor recognize what was coming through yet. So I, mm. I feared and I chose fear, resistance, and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I took the long ride, uh, wrong road around, but begin to see through the continued things I've been been begin to experience of synchronicities, all these things just kept getting my attention. My higher self was saying, okay, come on, when you're ready, come on, come on, let me show you this, show you this. And finally, um, I just started uh, going and surrendering uh, through the meditations, through the energy, because I had the whole Kundalini thing uh, people talk about, remember getting locked up and I I thought I was being possessed, that kind of thing. (laughs) Like my fear were religious based of if this is something happening that is, Mm -hmm unfamiliar it could be demonic or this that i had all these ideas me too me too and so that was the finally um surrendering to like i knew my intention was to reach out to whatever christ uh yeshua was teaching whatever that was that's what i was trying to reach out to so that yeah. will, would be my intent my prayer in my in my um meditations and then finally when i got that okay spirit guides are like uh you can think of them like angels or like this like Mm -hmm. in the other to help guide you and teach you i'm like all right 
let's try to contact them because I kept seeing 1111 and getting mm -hmm. that as a signal. Yeah. That's when the teachings begin to come through explaining to me about my mm -hmm. view of God being limited. That was yes. 2000 and, uh, 2000s, well, 2000, by 2008, I know we were actually recording these, uh, oh. these teachings. And so that's when things begin to come through and they were trying to teach me how to align so that I would um, allow the source energy to remove blocks and so that I could align from moment to moment and allow the teachings to flow as me, like as source, just allow it to come through me, channel it through me. And that's, so it took from 2007 and eight up to, I don't know, uh, uh, three years, I guess, of doing that, answering people's questions. I was anonymous. My wife and I would do it as partners, answering our own questions, just recording. We have like just years <laughs> of questions and answers, right, from every, uh, all kinds of topics, and then applying those teachings. I was also being guided as to how to make some corrections in my own life that would feel better and take responsibility for past actions and all this. It was like I was being guided through my own spiritual um, 12 steps, right? <laughs> so, so through all of that, um, it things begin to feel so much better. And most importantly, I kept, I'm still <laughs> letting go and letting go and finding, um, finding ways to even create you know, more free experiences and just blissful experiences. Yeah. So, that's, so it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, journey. That's the, probably the best way in this moment I can think to, <laughs> to explain. <laughs> well, I totally, totally can understand, you know, my encounter, my journey started in a, around 2002, but okay. almost to the day, my journey started when my mom died in August of 2002 and almost to the day uh, in August of 2007 is when I had my first major encounter with God. My previous okay. encounters had been with Jesus, with, with Joshua. Right. And, and it was because it was a familiar presence for me growing up Catholic. Right. But when I began, when I had that first encounter with God, that's when everything to totally, completely was a game changer. And I too was being given uh, courses to teach. I was given the power of awareness to teach. But I was told that I was teaching it because it's what I needed to learn. And it's the principles that till this day I'm using, which are basically that power of awareness is like the cliff notes to A Course in Miracles, which later on I was guided to start learning and, and um, mm. teach from. And by the way, I want to say to Mary Allison, well, we love you, too. She says she loves us. Love um, you, Mary Allison. Glad that you're there. Awesome. She is amazing. Absolutely amazing. But let's talk about um, here you're receiving and I'm receiving this incredible information. I, at one point, I realized that I was given guidance that was it was truth and it was universal truth. There was a knowingness that what I was receiving as I began to study other religions and philosophies, it was the thread of truth that was in everything else. Right. And that that truth once I began to want to embody the truth, which was to embody that Christ consciousness, that's when things for me really, truly began to change. Before that, 
the first five years of this journey and I was having that individual guidance, like I said, it was directly from Jesus first. I was doing a lot of inner child wounded work. I was yeah. seeing my childhood pain, my the ideas that I had created about who I was based on right. my dad leaving us. Right. and feeling abandoned which is where all my unworthiness came from and also is where all my arrogance came from because yes. i became a very independent self-protected person yes yeah speak to a little bit of of how was that part because i see the journey in two parts once one we see our wounded child and then we have to right. see our inner child that's the light the christ consciousness right so that's that i love that you put that up and i think you're absolutely right i'm still releasing this like today for example um what was made conscious was this way i was behaving with my son and my mm -hmm. wife when um his clothes were a little too big or what have you right and his pants like they were a little too big i was like oh no 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 we got to take this off uh, and you know we're trying to get them ready for school and the feeling i had was this is just not acceptable for me I just, you know, that's just it's just one of those things. And I like that about myself. I like this feeling that this is not acceptable. I'm going to change it. Yada, yada. So my wife and I talked about it after the fact. And I realized it's partly selfish, <laughs> you know, but, but I was able to trace the history of really it comes back from this childhood feeling of like if there was ever a time where my shoes weren't all uh, were torn or whatever and had to go to school like that or anything um that didn't didn't feel good and i created a story and heard around it that yeah. i'm still responding out of that and yeah. so the reason i have this what's tolerable and what's valuable and is because i'm trying to take action to an uh i, if, I think it feels good to go and solve an illusionary problem that i've created <laughs> <laughs> and i'm teaching my I'm teaching my son to create the same sort of illusory problem and, yeah. and judgment about this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh, okay. Does that really feel good? No, nah, that doesn't feel as good now that I see it from that perspective. It's like, I'm ready to let this go. So it's like, I'm, it's, uh, life is still showing me um, of those, uncovering those areas for me mm -hmm. that are like that. But at the same time, when I'm aligned and I'm staying in a, a, pl a place of alignment it's like i flow right beyond that stuff and it doesn't trigger <laughs> anything and it's like no nah, no nah. so it's like it's almost as if i'm still playing in the world of like i'm aligning and flowing and bringing these things through but i still uh -huh. want to play in the world of personality and yeah. got it so i come back down and get triggered and all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but let's discover new things <laughs> let's talk about this because this is so so important um when we begin to have these awarenesses of our of how wonderful we are, oh, I'm so glad that you love this conversation, Isabel. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I love it too. And of course, here's <laughs> here's somebody who loves it as well. But when we begin to have these experiences and we know that we are grander than what we thought we were, we know we're one with all that is, yeah. where there is no problem, where there That's is right. no issue, Thank where the that. in in pure unconditional love there is nothing to judge there is no big clothes or or you know small clothes yeah and it's almost it's almost silly when we're in that aligned state in the oneness it's not even yeah. it's not a problem it's like because our appearance has nothing to do with that our you know or our appearance does not dictate who we are nor our exactly. value all these different things 
But then when we slip back into the condition thinking of uh, uh, separation and limitation, it's like appearance is this, that, it's important. And you can't go out the house looking like that. No, yeah. that's nothing. We're trying to protect some illusion, right? It's yes, just, yes. And it and feels different. Sometimes it feels good though, I'll admit. Sometimes yeah, I oh. enjoy that. And then other times I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> I know it, but isn't, but so, so you've said quite a few powerful things and Jody, yep. yes. Uh, thanking us, thanking you for the transparency and she loves us. Um, and that's the thing about the transparency is that it's necessary because while we're in human form, we got the human crap going on yeah. and we have to sort it out. This right. is the course in miracle says that we're not here to become perfect, but we are here to remember our perfection. Talk yeah. about a paradox. That's so, so good. That is so so good. we experience this perfection when we are in channel, when we're aligned, when I'm talking to source, there is nothing wrong with me because I'm consumed yeah. in this, this energy of pure, pure perfection. Yeah. And then my little mind, my little ego mind begins to talk and yeah. talks crap. That's um, right. <laughs> so here we are having these in, these transcendental experiences and then we're in the world dealing with worldly things yeah. but that's so necessary that those of us especially you know you and I who become teachers that we talk about that we have to do our work we yeah. still have to do our work. We've got to look at our reactions. We've got to look at our righteousness. We have to look at the need to control because yeah. it's what we're undoing. And that's what I'm, what, what you just said is, is actually my lesson today, uh, or, or let me put it this way, what I'm feeling more into and getting rid of things that don't match is exactly what you said about, we're not here to be perfect, but we do want to embrace our perfection. Yes. And the the, re, the real practical application of that for me today was recognizing how I'm still trying to holding on to this being perfect and judging myself for when I'm making mistakes and, you know, feeling hurt and sorrow. And I cried today <laughs> this morning, <laughs> you know, just just uh, beat myself up because I wasn't as aligned. And, you know, with my wife and my son It's just like, OK, now we want to make this uh, that that's OK, too. However, yeah. when I align, I recognize really it's just as simple as seeing I'm designing this problem from the ego, from that lower level of consciousness. Yeah. And I'm trying to take on this conditioning that teaches this is the way to solve this problem. And I'm trying to instill yeah. it with my son. And I'm yeah. judging anything that shows up that's unlike it. And yeah. then realizing yeah. it's even easier just to get to the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is that love that it's misplaced love as the term comes right <laughs> I was like, it's like you know you feel like this is the loving thing to do to parent like this and you know set this this thing and the other but i was showing up out of alignment and once i aligned i was able to see oh wow that's yeah. that's the old stuff that served at one point and felt good but that doesn't feel yeah. good right here it's like yeah. what feels good is releasing that that same lesson of my real value is ch changeless, immutable. My real value is the yeah. I am that is animating it all, all right? Yeah. Not this personality yeah. thing. <laughs> you know? 
but you know we, we're, we're touching on something so important as as jody is talking about she woke up hearing that that crap from her ego yeah. um but let's you and i are parents and i i'm doing a class on saturday a conscious parenting workshop and parenting is such a revealing experience of oh yes. of how we are showing up with the old ways and share share your perspective on this because for me I too, like you, wanted to control what my children were doing. But when I got right down to it, two things. One, it did come from my childhood. And the other one, it's because I thought that how the world perceived me was really, really important. So I wanted my children to be a reflection out in there in the world, a representation of my perfection. Yes, yes that is and exactly good. That's so good. Yes. I'm just realizing that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Come like, to my class on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like this morning, that was my lesson. Me and my wife were talking about it. And we were both yeah. really spending time meditating and releasing and um, sharing about how uh, it's a lot of those things are to prevent what we felt and how we appeared or what yeah. we thought we appeared as and the judgments that we didn't want our kids to go through or are these motivating factors. So like with the with the uh, the son representing me, I want him to have these standards of looking great and looking cared for and looking sharp and all yes. this stuff, you know? It's like, oh yeah, that's kind of selfish, isn't it? Nothing wrong with selfish, but it really, that's not where I need to get that from. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah, because then we teach our children that that they are supposed to go out there into the world and, and what others think of them is more important than what they yeah. know inside. Yeah. And yeah. that takes them, that pulls us out. That's what we're all waking up from, is that we got pulled out of our center. We became misaligned and made our, our allegiance for our love, our joy, our peace, our safety, security with what the outside world represents and thinks of us instead of what is inside of us. That's right. And oh my gosh, how, how powerful. So Talk about, the, yeah, your parenting overall. How has that changed because of this incredible journey that you've been on? Uh, significantly, thanks much to Kathy. Um, because we, were, we came together um, and her her upbringing and her values and all that stuff, meaning and all of that was on a totally different uh, end of the spectrum as mine. It's been a beautiful way for us to, it was actually a catalyst in me going within to try to find what's mm -hmm. best. And what we found is when we're listening and aligning to that knowing, it gives exactly what's best in the moment for that child or that situation versus yeah. some cookie cutter, this, that, or the other type thing, right? So then it yeah. reinforces being aligned from moment to moment is the best way to parent. <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, let, let's shift the conversation to right. that alignment, to the best way to, to parent is to align. Yeah. Let's talk about the real nitty gritty of the benefit of aligning because so many people, like we talked earlier, with our religious fears or or incomplete religious information misinformation religiously a lot of people have avoided religion because of uh, for whatever reason but because what we are talking about spirituality a lot of people think oh you're getting so religious but it is not to me it's not religion yeah. Yeah. religion is an external source telling me how to pray to something still external 
spirituality for me it's totally going within and find the creator inside so speak to what how when you're aligning what what are you discovering about yourself and i know it's an unfolding journey but speak to what you've been discovering through your aligning with source and let's paint a picture for people that not only if you do it and I can do it, anybody can. Yeah. And so let's talk about how do we align? Why do we align? And yeah. let's give some um, some hope to others who might Absolutely. think they're aligning <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> so, the, so the beautiful thing that um, I've discovered in that practice of alignment really is how to simplify it. For me, it's uh, becoming finding the practices that work for you and then putting them into play um, as frequently as you can. And that hopefully that increases over time. If it doesn't, that's okay too. But at, in doing that, what I've seen is really we become more self-aware of what we're choosing. It's almost as if we're like if you have a, a tick or a, a strange habit where you're always doing like this, and then you go to the doctor and they say you're missing a patch of hair in your beard. What's that <laughs> coming from? You're like, I don't know. Then one day you take a breath and you breathe and you suddenly become aware. Oh, I keep scratching this spot. It's like that awareness of what you're choosing. Um, yeah. Alignment, I feel, helps you become more aware, even in the body, as simple as in the body, and as simple as um, you know, where you're holding tension and to release and just all sorts of things, but also meaning we're holding on to. Like Just like we have that tension physically in the body, we have this meaning and that we're holding on and investing belief in and fear and and it's creating that same type of tension in our lives and blocking the yeah. flow of ease and um, just that energy moving freely that feels blissful for us in any experience. And so for me, that aligning allows us to expand our awareness, begin mm -hmm. to see these ways we're choosing at different levels from frequency to sensation to meaning and to the physical world, um, to the world of form. So we begin to see these lessons of, oh, wow, there are no other options. I've been choosing like this, and I can go in this direction that really my soul is seeking to go in, or my heart is yearning to go in all this time. The reason I haven't been doing it because I've created all these blocks in my life mm -hmm. or these things of tension that, you know, <laughs> the resistance that's getting in, you know, st that I'm choosing not to go forward because of these things I'm holding yeah. on to. So then suddenly it empowers us because we're reaching these higher levels of ourselves or of knowing that no, here is what our soul was uh, seeking to express and be and do. And then we listen to that and it's like, it shakes up all the blocks and we get to choose again. Okay, do I want to hold on to this nonsense or do I want to listen to no? <laughs> and that, that's what I think the practice does. The practice helps yeah. us get stronger and stronger in engaging our um, really engaging our will to um, choose what feels better, both at the level of vibration frequency internally in the now, so we can manifest mm -hmm. what we truly desire right now and be fulfilled, and then hear the inspired action and follow through on that, like be a life mm -hmm. teacher. Okay, what do I have to give? Well, a lot. <laughs> okay, ooh, wow, I feel freedom, I feel this, I feel that. Ooh, I have clear intention and I'm giving myself this. 
Oh, let me go show other people how to do it. Oh, that's what it meant I'm a life teacher. <laughs> you know? That's oh, how it's unfolded for me. <laughs> you totally. Know? You know what? It's unfolded for me the same way, and I'm, yeah. I'm just going to use my language with that. Perfect, perfect. So every, every, everything is energy. That's one of, one of the primary things I learned is everything is energy, and what makes this world an illusion is that we're so powerful. Our thoughts are creating the appearance of these physical forms, but they're all made up of energy so we can we can transmute we can everything is malleable but it's malleable at the level of consciousness at the level of of mind if you want to call it um mind control is that we have a powerful creative mind the mind of god and and we did not learn how to use it so the blocks that blocked me from being aware I love that you're using self-awareness that blocked me from being aware of how powerful my mind is are all of the beliefs that I can't, I couldn't, I shouldn't, it, it, limiting beliefs. Yeah. So when I had my encounter with Source and I felt this incredible, like you said, the frequency, the vibration, the Kundalini energy, this incredible sense of, of infiniteness, I asked God, I said, well, how am I going to know when I'm when I'm in alignment, you know, it, I'm feeling it now because yeah. I'm having this experience with you. But, you know, I, I live in that world over there. Um, I got to go back into the world. How am I going to know? And, you know, John, it was so amazing. I, I was told that that this is the answer I was given. You will know when life is fun and easy. And I, in all of my ignorance and my arrogance, I said, you don't know my life, God. You don't know what I have to go through. How can life be fun and easy? Mm. And I was told, if it's not fun, I am choosing to go against my nature. And if it's not easy, I'm thinking by myself. I'm mm. thinking against what God is, is wanting That's to guide good. me to. And I, and of course, then it began to make sense that my work is to think the thoughts that allow me to feel good, but this is not a feel good of um, ego feeling good, which is based on pleasure, chasing pleasure and pain, usually right. something external. This was a feeling good because I know my worth and I, like the Course in Miracles says, am entitled to miracles because I am a child of God and my purpose is to embody the love, the joy, the light that source is and therefore i'm entitled to that happiness and then my life will be fun and easy um so everything you said just in those words that um is how it was given to me so my work is always to shift out of the thinking of the ego and lift into the frequency of god lift shift from fear lift to love yes and, and that, that's that's a, a beautiful reminder for me because um I think when we choose the resistance, we make it hard. Oh yeah. You know, and that so that's just wonderful. You're absolutely right. We know when it's easy. <laughs> we know when and boy, I know how to make it hard. And I know how to make it easy. Which one do you want? <laughs> it's it, oh, it can you can boil it down to that. And that's you know, when you do it out of love, it's always for the greater good of all. I mean, when when you feel what that love really is about. Um, say, say, that. yeah, say more about, uh, your ex what does channeling mean to you? What, what do you want people to understand about that process? I love that we brought up, uh, uh, Jesus, AKA Yeshua. I, I love that. Um, that's to me, the, uh, one of the best 
uh, examples of channeling I had known, um, looking at the Bible, when he would uh, teach and say, these teachings are not my teachings, they are the, the Father. Yes. I say and speak exactly how he's told me to speak, you know? Yes, uh, yes. He's like, I'm bringing from this higher level, the I am is telling me what to tell you. And I'm saying it just like he told me, right? Yeah. And then saying, I and the Father are one, all these beautiful teachings. Yes. Um, that to me is what channeling is. Um, now there's other forms of channeling and th those forms, if we think about the word form, form is an appearance. So there's other appearances of channeling, like we're channeling right now by uh, taking this consciousness of personality and pretending to be that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our, you know, the creation of our guides and the other things like, you know, there's only oneness. So all of it is a form of, you know, a form of some type, this separation yeah. illusion, right? So when we access these levels of consciousness, we're basically bringing through information and um, it's our ability to access that and operate from that. I like to operate from what I call alignment with source because that's what the, my guides, you know, ourself, mm -hmm. our collective consciousness that acts as guides is us, <laughs> which is wild. Yeah. But, you know, it teaches us how to align with who we who we are yeah. at the level of source if we so choose that. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that is what Jesus was talking about. The, the I am, the, the father, the um um, the, that oneness of cre creation, being able to bring through um, higher levels of consciousness and higher levels that, that just liberate us, expand us, and help us see things differently. Um, not that we got to change anything, but it, it does give us a different view of what we've been choosing. And yeah. like to me, at, at this, at a lower level of consciousness, even the levels are a creation, right? They're mm -hmm. a creation, <laughs> right? But the at this level of consciousness, it's cool because when I, if I'm channeling at this level of consciousness, maybe I'm accessing this next level and it's suddenly helping me see, ooh, the next thing that would feel best and highest for everyone concerned is to take responsibility and, quote, forgive, let go of mm -hmm. your resentment. Then yeah, I, yeah. I begin to align and channel this next level and it might be, oh, and guess what? There was never anything done wrong back here in the world. <laughs> That's why at this level we were trying to get you to let go of the resistance because you wouldn't have accepted it down exactly. here. Right. And then at the next level, it's like, oh, and guess what? This whole design is a fun game that's not really real. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? <laughs> then the next level, it's like, oh, you know, it just keeps going. It's funny. <laughs> it is. It's a mind blow, a mind blow, a mind blow. Exactly, exactly. So that's to me, that's channeling. It's it's, but I, I think we can all do that for ourselves. Well, I don't think, I know we can all do that for ourselves if we choose to, um, by get this, this is going to be funny. It, it, it remind you reminded me of this when you said Giselle, um, <laughs> we can all do this by studying the Bible. Yeah. Now, so, so much truth no, in there. Hold, but hold on. Let me tell you what Bible stands for. This is the funny oh. part. <laughs> I'm going to take note. Bible stands for blessed inner being of <laughs> love and enlightenment. <laughs> blessed inner being of love and enlightenment. B-I-B-L-E, right? <laughs> I love it. My mom's always like, you gotta, you need to study the Bible. I said, okay, I'm going to study the Bible. <laughs> 
So that so alignment helps us get to that inner being um, and, and bring that next level, that higher level of consciousness <laughs> in that helps guide us from wherever we're at. And it shows up however we need it, like you talked about. For me, it's come as the father. It's come, it's, and it was so healing in so many ways to receive my higher self, the I am, the what we all are, showing up as the father for me. That's what I need. That's what I desire, what I chose, right? And it's been a beautiful um, yeah. uh, reception for me. I, I needed that too because when, you know, my dad was one of the primary people in my wounding uh, when I was a child with him leaving our family when I was a little girl. And then just, we never, we didn't hear from him for a long, long time. So for me, Jesus showed up not only as that father figure, but also as a, as a brother figure. It was, it was a masculine that I did not have. I mean, I grew up with my mom, three sisters and a grandmother. So very, a lot of feminine energy. Mm. And it was a kind of energy that was like, we don't need a man. And so <laughs> not only do we not need a man, my mom, my mom never remarried. My grandmother divorced her, her husband when my mom was 18, she never remarried. So I grew up in an environment where men, you know, were unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And I needed that masculine, strong, powerful, but gentle yeah. presence like Jesus is for me, very gentle, loving, uh, parental, but also he was more brother that helped me align with God father. Exactly. And of course, you know, energy doesn't have a gender. So it's really that energy, that masculine, feminine energy rolled up into one. Now, now yeah. it is that for me. But I love what you were saying about channeling. For me, channeling is is was the acceptance that every one of us is a bringer of love and light. Therefore, we're all channels for expression. So it's like the radio has all kinds of different channels, but it is bringing nothing more than the vibration of, of music through. It's bringing vibration. So we tune into whatever channel we want to listen to. Yeah. And to channel is what am I tuning into? And when I started tuning into the energy of love to the frequency of love, my gosh, what comes out of my mouth is stuff that I'm like, I said that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I realize, you know, yeah. it's it's not Lina who said it because Lina doesn't have that in that information. Not my not my human condition, Lina. Right. But God can use me. I'm I'm an open channel now. Um, it's not clogged up with my ideas it's open to god's ideas which has been a very a fascinating journey in and of itself to say oh i don't know everything i spent so many years defending everything i knew and then getting to the place of i i don't want to know because i know the one who knows everything so why do i have to carry all that information anymore i don't right. <laughs> that's the part of the design too is it? it's like you just said something that that realization not carrying all the information in this limited construct we've created that's really the design <laughs> I decide we've done it that way so we can experience the coming together and reminding mm. each other and all that stuff it's like yes. some whole design of love that is like oh wow that you know it's like Oh, here's an expression of love that I am y'all powerful. I am a, I'm gonna create myself as a little helpless baby and then be a mother and feel this interaction. It's so cool, actually. 
It is. It is so cool and creative. And and I like to say that I like having, you know, my my big sugar daddy and this guy telling me what to do. I love taking orders now because the Course in Miracles, you know, here's the cool thing the Course in Miracles says is when you begin to listen to the voice for God and you follow what it tells you, you'll give up guilt because now you're just following orders. Exactly. That is following orders. And yeah. Yes. That's Speaking of following orders, um, <laughs> let's tell our let's tell our listeners what to do. That's um, right. <laughs> how can they find out more about you and what you do? Take some time to share with us. Um, how do we how do we come to your glean your wisdom? The best uh, resource is johnstringerinc.com. It has uh, courses, links to courses, links to events on the tour page and on the um, bio page. I think it gives some information, just learn more. And then the store has music. It has wonderful uh, ebook. Um, that book was just a beautiful, if you want to go through the teachings, the way I, the language and the teachings, the way I hear it and receive it, it just, I wrote it out over a 21 day period and over one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, and then the, uh, uh, group sessions as well of just channeling and bringing through that information and applying that is the other way <laughs> to experience experience really the the knowing is just finding even if it's not in the, that book of practices finding those practices that help you yeah. you to level up and I think I think the reality is um, whatever you find on that site it's all going to keep reminding you it's all designed to remind you from the music to the ebook uh, to the courses the events retreats uh, to remind you that when you're ready and you've had enough of what you're creating at a certain level and you want yeah. to let go that you you have that power you can do it it's yeah. to me it starts with finding the practices that work that allow you to align love that that yeah. You can move from that, be inspired by that, have your own experience of knowing. So the other thing we're doing are teaching people exactly this, how to channel, have a wonderful, uh, I think it's this Saturday, wonderful workshop at a house. But we also do house workshops. Uh, uh, had a tour in Florida, we did have some house workshops, I have one here in Atlanta coming up. So you can reach out on the site if you'd like to set those up. I'm just teaching people how to, how to align, how to hear that knowing and then how to bring forth their own wisdom. Love that. So Jody says that she can't wait to uh, follow orders. Jody, I can't wait for you to learn how to follow orders too. <laughs> so John, tell me, tell me your website one more time. I'm going to put it up here. J-O-H-N, John Stringer, I-N-C, johnstringerinc.com. Okay, and so I just put it uh, uh, Courses at mastermomentmakers.com. We have a wonderful retreat coming up. You'll see that on johnstringerinc.com, where we're also teaching intuitive abilities. One of the other things I've learned, this style of or form of channeling, aligning with source, um, you can also expand it to other modalities. And that's to be able to use symbols to, to um, um, as guidance, um, to be able to access other levels of consciousness and navigate these levels um, all over this overarching all consciousness being our consciousness, the oneness. Yeah. So being able to be in harmony with that and allow it to use, express whatever modality <laughs> it wants to use, that's, yeah. that's like 
especially when you're surrendered and aligned for, you know, bringing about more love and light, it's amazing what ends up unfolding. So I'm not only am I uh, teaching that, I'm learning that just like the other things, right? Remembering it, you know? So that's been fun as well. That is so awesome. And um, it, one of the things that I absolutely love, 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 love uh, about connecting with you is I feel that as a, as a teacher, um, I'm also a student. I, I went through a period where I was on my spiritualized ego high horse where I thought, well, I'm a teacher. I know everything now. I, I'm going to get what I, all of it. Yeah. And Oh, Isabel, I'm so glad that you love this conversation. Thank you. And one of the things that is so important is that as teachers, we need to stay students because you have, you know, I learned so much from you. And not only do your songs touch me in certain ways, but your courses, I want to learn how to channel in other ways, access, access, access infinite consciousness in other ways, because I only know what I know. And I think it's just so important that we stay humble enough and open to learn from each other. And one thing that's really cool about uh, a good part of our community here in Atlanta, because this is where we both reside, is that there are so many teachers and, and we support each other and we promote each other and we help each other and we, we learn from each other. Because at the end of the day, every one of us is just a way, um, you know, we have a, a sliver of what truth is. And Absolutely. we share it in our flavor, but I don't want to be stuck with one flavor. So, um, right. And, and, and you miss the beauty when you're so stuck in your, and I, I'm speaking from my perspective. So I miss the beauty when I hold on to my way of looking at it as the only way. It's like I, I'm keep preventing myself from expanding my awareness into all the ways that I look at it, <laughs> you know, and seeing all the beauty. It's like, do I really want to limit that? You know, that's kind of. What last thing I'll say about that is um, um, the first full lesson I received was that life's right is more. Yeah. And so because of that, that's why we have all this beautiful diversity and the illusion of difference and all of that. And so do you really want to miss that? Because that's your right. <laughs> and that's that's your motive. In fact, it's like at the highest level of, of knowing that's why you did it. <laughs> Let me read this. What Isabel wrote this. Uh, Isabel, this is so beautiful that you always say an empowered follower who follows the heart becomes a leader who leads from the heart. I love that. That is so, so, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. But I'll, I'll say this little tiny example of something that I shifted and, and it, it truly has been a lot of fun. Well, I'll give you two. Um, I don't want to live inside of a limited uh, world anymore. I like to try different things. And one of the ways that I started doing that is, silly enough, when I would go to the grocery store or the ice cream store, I found myself with all these different flavors of ice cream. I started to try different things right. and found that there was more out there that I liked than, than what I thought I liked. Yeah. Um, but one area that I just haven't found too many things that I like is when it comes to my margaritas, I really am very particular about my tequila. <laughs> I'm with you there, sister. <laughs> I'm with you there. That's so true. We just had a tequila when we were on uh, Tybee Island, and it was a new kind. Uh -huh. I tasted it. The flavor was great, but the finish, I knew. I said, ah, this is a cheaper kind, isn't it? She's like, yep, yep. 
I don't know what they put in the flavor. It was good, but I had a headache, and my wife had a headache later. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> yes, we the, we were allowed to be picky about some things, and tequila right. totally. <laughs> good tequila. That's right. Make you feel good. That's the whole point. To feel good. Exactly. It's all spirit, anyways. That's right. And plus, I become kind of a vegetarian. Um, I call myself a helitarian. I eat whatever the hell I want, but mostly vegetarian. Yeah. And tequila is vegetarian. <laughs> it, it is. And it's probably the only the only spirit I found when I drink it that I, uh, if it's a good tequila, like Don Julio and up, that's about the lowest <laughs> level <laughs> that I can that I can I can sip on, and I don't get like that feeling of drunkenness. I don't get that <laughs> nausea. I don't get in headaches afterwards, anything, and I can continuously <laughs> ship it as long as I like. It's amazing. It's like that stuff is good. <laughs> so I love tequila. I'm with you. See, see, look at we we went from spirit to spirit. We That's covered right. all the bases. <laughs> thank you so it. much for oh, this wonderful you. conversation. May what I say a pleasure. Thing before we absolutely, close? please. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention our conscious songwriting retreat where we have top number one hit songwriting um, uh, teachers come together in Atlanta, Georgia, and we actually teach. I teach the method that I use to listen and bring through, and, um, and then they teach their hit writing formulas. We put all that together and we give practices of how to tap into that creativity, whether you're aspiring or whether you're established. That's another type of retreat that we love doing, um, and it's, it's been a beautiful beautiful journey with that so you're welcome to come to that at consciousongwritingretreat.com or go to my site you should see a link let me put your site back on so johnstringerinc.com well i this has been just a delightful conversation i'm sure the first of many many more that we will have but i yeah, so grateful, grateful for you. And I'm sure we'll 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 be co-creating some fun stuff. But I want to let everybody know that next week I'm gonna kind of turn the tables around. And instead of me being the one who's interviewing a guest, Ooh. I have a, a wonderful friend. Her name is Claire Pearson, and she she's a singer-songwriter that I was telling you about um when you and I were off off air. But she also um is is uh she worked in broadcasting, so she's a journalist um, background, and so she's going to be interviewing me. That's so if you're curious about my journey, if you're curious about whatever it is that, that Claire is going to be asking me about, and I told her there are absolutely zero limits. I love living a transparent life for several reasons. That way, I, I don't have anything to hide, and it's really nice because it's light my load. Yeah. But number two, as I had said earlier, I like not retaining information, which, by the way, is why I call everybody, hey, beautiful, hey, love, because half the time I don't remember your name. Um, but I at least remember the truth of who you are. You're beautiful and you are love. So you're going to get to learn maybe some more interesting things about me awesome. and maybe some not so interesting and mundane. But thank you for joining us for Align with Line. And remember, if John and I can align with the truth of who we are, so can you. And alignment is nothing more than aligning with the love that is already in you. We are all bringers of love and light to the planet. We are the presence of the creator expressing itself in infinite potentials. And life does get fun and easy when you live from your magnificence. Thanks a bunch and have a blessed day. Bye-bye. All right, here we go. <laughs>